entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good for this long, this hood. For this pop, this hot, for this strong with so many different flows. This one's for this way, shorty, you bet. This one will get up. Ah, yeah. We back in the building. Let's keep it, dude. What's good, man? Long time no see, brother. Is it, though? I mean, we've seen each other, but true. the people haven't heard from us. True, true. People got shit to do, man. You know, sometimes you got to wait for things to download, wait for things to update, <laughs> wait for people to get traded. You got to wait for sometimes you just got to wait for shit. Literally. I don't know how your patience level is, though. Patience is a virtue for me, my brother. Look, look, bro. If anything, if I've learned anything from this injury, it is that patience is a motherfucking virtue. That might be that that, that might be the theme of the day. Patience is a virtue. That may that may be the theme. Do you have patience though? Like, are you are you patient because you don't have the choice but to be patient? It ain't like you can jump up and go do something. And I mean, jump quite literally. But, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, I guess, I guess patience, patience might be the theme for today. It might be because like your, your beloved Sixers. You're in, no, 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 but you're included in that. You love them too. You be fronting on them. I don't front on everybody. I don't, I don't front on anybody. I front on. I'm about to front on the Lakers because these mouth. I ain't even going to get into that. But like, no. Nah, I mean, I guess. I guess. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I, I root for those guys too. Um, but I don't know if you are coming to your wit's end about this situation or not because like the deadline's coming up. It's like a couple days away, and all we've really gotten is oh well, maybe. Maybe we're going to trade Ben and go get CJ McCollum. Then my man get Tyrod Taylor. Now he's out for a couple of weeks, Thanks. probably longer. Oh, well, maybe we're going to get Dame. And now Dame is like, ah, I ain't trying to go nowhere. Pulling his, pulling his best Bradley Bill impersonation. So, like, I need to know, like, are you, like, where are you at with this situation right now because we've talked time and time again about Ben going somewhere. Who could he get moved for? Where could he end up? What's the best fit to send his weak ass? But now it's like <laughs> we running and we running in place right now with this situation. I mean, for me, I'm fine with where we're at right now. Currently, I'm okay. And if like people remember when we revert back to like a few conversations we had a few months ago, when we were really like trying to decipher like what was Daryl Morey doing, right? And what was his goal and what was his uh, mythology uh, for going about this trade situation with Ben with Ben Simmons? 
And we talked about like, maybe it, maybe he knows something we don't know. Maybe he has wisdom and, and understands that this is, uh, it's all about the long game and not the short game. And we're seeing that come to, uh, come to fruition because now you're hearing names like Karis LeVert being thrown out there because the Pacers seem to want to unload all their assets and start to rebuild. Now you're hearing more so talks about, you know, Ben Simmons wants to go play for Greg Popovich and maybe DeJounte Murray could be on the block. And now you're hearing about maybe De'Aaron Fox really is on the block and, and could be out of there after they drafted two guards back in back-to-back years. So like, we're starting to see things come slowly but surely into the picture to where it's like, okay, Darren Moore has a lot of options because you talk about a guy in De'Aaron Fox. He signed uh, an extension a year ago, and he still has four years left on that for about almost, what, $30 million a year? And then you got Damian Lillard who's looking for an extension. He's 31 years old. He's been riddled with injuries, of, you know, for the past few years now had to, you know, overcome them, but has played in the playoffs and, and has made a stand for himself in the NBA. Um, but then you also have a guy in Karis LeVert who has one year left on his contract. Isn't making a lot of money. He's making under 20 million a year. Like that's a, that's a viable option. He's a younger guy. You can invest in a guy like that. Now, you know, if I had my pick, I don't know. Do I, I mean, I would love Dame. I definitely would love Dame. It's no secret that I would definitely love Dame. But I like Karis LeVert, and and I, I like what that could maybe become, and I like what you know that that situation of being able to grow with this team and growing with Embiid and, and seeing what they could become, and having young talent, him and Tyrese Maxey. You never know what that that could become. The Spencer Dinwiddie tandem that we saw a few years ago that took them to the playoffs. We don't know. Are you done? I think I'm done. I get it. I hear you. I get it. I get it. I understand <laughs> it. You watch Karis LeVert kick your ass a few times. Oh my Pets, god! There's you kind of you kind of saw him a little bit more, and you kind of see him. And in your head, every time you see his name, you think of all these buckets he was fucking y'all up with. Boom, bam, boop, bops, shimmy, lefty lays, clutch buckets. Yeah, 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 that's cute. It's good. It's a really good player. Solid dude. Been good since Michigan, shit like that. But he ain't going to take y'all over the top. It would be a cute little piece to add for sure because the Sixers, if they need one thing, come hell or high water, it's someone who can create their own shot and get a bucket. So all these dudes that we're mentioning are essentially that or a little bit more in the case of Dame or um, De'Aaron Fox, more so than Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert might be the better, I don't know, maybe fit long-term for the growth of the team, but the way that the team is structured and the ages around it, it's like, you don't, I don't think you should try to get Karis LeVert if you can end up getting De'Aaron Fox instead because I'm taking Dane picture I don't know if him asking for the extension is his final push to move the organization to do something because they don't have a GM so now it's look either y'all going to move me with no GM a situation that is bad that you guys created 
or you're going to pay me this money. Y'all going to be on the hook for this money because I've been loyal since day one. So I'm going to think that, all right, take Dame out. Karis LeVert and maybe Sabonis, that might be better than just getting Dame and having to give up two, three more assets than you would have liked. But that De'Aaron Fox deal? So uh, can I ask you this, though? Like, when I talk to a lot of people about De'Aaron Fox and I talk to a lot of people about the type of player that he is, they aren't as high on De'Aaron Fox as you are. And I respect your basketball opinion a lot. And a lot of, you know, NBA players respect your basketball opinion. So what do you like so much about De'Aaron Fox? And why do you like him so much to be a great fit in Philadelphia? Well, I get that he worked. Well, he doesn't. I get. I guess he is working for them. Because I, I mean, even though he's playing for the Kings, like I don't know if he feels like he's having fun. You know, like if you're working, you don't really have fun at your job. But if you love what you do, it never feels like work. I think he feels like it's work over there in Sacramento because they <laughs> fucking stink. But him as a player individually, he's a big guard. I'm a big fan of big guards. I always felt like. If your best player or one of your top three players is kind of small in stature, you have to have a uniquely built team around it, like the Warriors with a six right. seven two guard, or you know, even shit when the when the Raptors want a chip, Kyle Lowry's fat ass is only but <laughs> something. But you got a, a you got two big wings in Kawhi and Pascal to offset that, and then you have a big strong stock of your guard with Fred Van Fleet. So when I look at De'Aaron Fox. He's a lefty. I like the oppa. Always felt like that's kind of hard to guard, especially if you got talent. We see most lefties who are flourishable in the NBA, Manu Ginobili, James Harden. Those guys, on top of them being uniquely gifted offensive players, it's just common. It's, it's a common thing that it's hard to guard left-handed players in a right-handed league. So I like that individually. It's like a random one-off. But him being a big-body guard – his change of his change of speed, the way he can control the tempo of the game, the way he can turn the corner, and he's a uber athlete. You know what I mean? So right. he doesn't have too many deficiencies defensively that you can't coach up. He has the tools to be able to guard. And my thing is, he's going to do his thing offensively, but he can guard or make it hard to guard. He can be a good team defender on a team with in Philly. I like his IQ. I like his size. I like the way he finishes. I just think he's one of those players that has to get out of a bad situation to take that next step. We saw Zach Levine on the weak-ass Timberwolves. You know, it was like, oh, he's good for a dunker. Like, you know, you say that to, like, Jeremy Evans when he was winning the dunk contest for fucking Utah. He's a good dunker. You know, he's not really that much of a player. But now he's in a new venue. He's in a new city. He has new responsibilities, breath of fresh air. Zach Levine is coming. He's one of those guys. I think De'Aaron Fox needs the same thing. So if I'm the Sixers, if I'm Daryl Morey and I can't go get Big Fish Dane, I'm not going to go get a fucking S.S. Minnow Johnson with fucking Karis LeVert. I'm not going to the S.S. Minnow Johnson because it's my titty. I mean, my city. No. I'm going to get the fish fish. I need to go get the Aaron Fox. Make, fuck, throw in Marvin Bagley, too. Let me get some 
Let me get some youth and balance at the four. That's what I would do if I was Gerald Moore. Damn, I mean, well, shit, you got me ready to press the goddamn button. That's just <laughs> me. That's what I would do. Look, I'm about to give him the blank check. I don't know if you can go get Dame. Dame obviously is the, the, is the number one selection. But don't you think that Dame has to, like, he's got to want to be out of there. Like, if you watch Portland play, like, he can't look at that shit and be like, yeah, this is it. Like, in the West, though, like, no. like, like in the West. Like that ain't cutting it. Like I know, I know we always say, like, you know, this was a successful season. That was a successful season. Um, you know, getting getting to the chip or getting deep in the playoffs when you didn't expect your team to do so was a successful season. Yeah, that's probably true as a fan. But sometimes I feel like success as a team for certain players in certain situations can actually be a negative for their overall career. Like the Wizards at one point in time were building towards something, Beal and Wall. They hit a little inroads, then, you know, they had success for a small period of time. They lose to Isaiah Thomas and then when it was like, all right, maybe this year they can kind of, you know, get to that second or third round. And then it kind of fell off. And then, you know, now that little bit of success, Brad, Bradley Bill has a little bit of success individually. He's, you know, close to the cusp of all stardom and stuff like that. I'm cool. I'm going to stay over there in, in Washington. Now, bro, we've been trying to scream free Brad Bill for years. We need you to go be flourishable somewhere else. But that patience for him got sped up because he had a little bit of success. So then you look at Dane, his success is completely different because they got to the conference finals about two years ago. And that success, that small run, even though it was super fun for us to watch and dope to see, that probably was a negative for his career because he now has a sense of vindication and validation for staying down in Portland, not going and chasing the super team or going and trying to get Kawhi Leonard or whomever at the time to come to his team. You know, that small success, even though it was a loss, that probably gave him, you know, I can stay here for a couple more years because we're close. We almost got to the finals last year. We're going to come back this year. I'm going to get my ass in the gym. We're going to be back next year. No, it doesn't work that way because Portland is fucking Portland at the end of the day. And your success that year was predicated largely outside of your specific play, but the totality of the Western Conference and the health at that point in time. So his success now is like, now he's stuck. Because it's cool to be Allen Iverson and hold down a city, not want to leave a city, be loyal to a city. But the thing is, what do you remember Allen Iverson for? Like when you think of Allen Iverson, what do you think of? You think of cornrows, you think of tattoos, and you think of the step over. In the finals, that's what you think. That's what you think. And those but, are the, all- but, you, but you also remember the like, I mean, especially if you're from Philly and like, and you remember the Sixers, you remember the growing pains. You remember coming up short year after year after year. Losing events. Losing to the Pacers. 
And 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 that's why when you really think about that finals run that they had, it was so influential and it meant so much because we beat the fucking Bucks. We beat Vince Carter on a crazy on a on a crazy ending and him missing a shot that he normally would would always make. Him flying in on a plane type shit. All like, those small nuances of that series and stuff. So we so this is my point. You think about Allen Iverson and you can touch on a bunch of different accomplishments that he has had during his loyalty years. Oh, and not to mention you want an MVP. Yeah. You know, if that's the model for staying down and staying thorough, not many people can have that type of career and still be a, a considered a first ballot Hall of Famer because Allen Iverson was that, and we know that's going to be, that's the case. So when you look at Dame, it's like, bro, you might be most known for a viral meme when you knock down Paul George's head. We might think of Dame long-term as Dame stays in Portland. He's going to end up being, oh, remember the other point guard that was playing in Steph Curry's era who tried to shoot like him from deep too? He could shoot a little bit. Yeah. Like, it might be, oh, shit. I remember that shot against the Blazers. And Rockets, when he hit that joint. Like, I remember the the quick catch game winner, Portland Blazers, first Blazers series win in X amount of years. Da, da, da. That's going to be a highlight package on TNT before we watch a playoff game. If he stays in Portland. So now it's like, bro, that success that you had that was so great for you, it kind of maybe stalled and clouded his judgment on if what he needs to do as a player. Mm-hmm. And that type of success can sometimes put those players that we want to see do well individually, it can hold them back because now they want to think, oh, well, I'm close. I owe it to the city to, 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 to try one more time, to try two more times. And then all of a sudden, you're Carl Malone. You're John Stockton. You're a legend. You're a legend who was so close so many times or so close one or two times. And now you're stuck with just a lot of money and, you know, your personal vindication that you did it your way, but you could have also did it your way and got a couple chips or at least put yourself in position to do so. And like guys got to also look at a guy like Chris Paul, where it's like, obviously it's a different situation, but you got a guy who's in the definitely later part of his career And he's fighting, actively fighting to try and get that championship because he knows what it means for his career. And he knows what he he knows what it means for himself. Like, obviously, these guys are thinking about their legacies like that's a thing. But winning the championship is more than just your legacy. It's, It's a vindication for all the time and effort that you put in to playing these regular season games, which we all talk about. They mean so, you know, they don't mean that much. And it's, it's such a grueling season. Think about how many seasons you have to play throughout your career and go through all those grueling seasons to not ever touch and get to that championship. And think about it, like Chris Paul specifically, like his career. Like when you say Damian Lillard's name, you think about him in terms of like this era, this generation, one of the better point guards of this time. You hear the words Chris Paul, you think top five point guard ever, one of the best ever. 
one of the best to ever do it in his position. One of the best. It's a whole bunch of things of one of the best of this when you think of his name. Mm-hmm. If he retires tomorrow with no championship, he's still going to be first ballot Hall of Famer. But he gets at least the 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 courtesy of, yeah. I mean, he lost to Greek in the finals. Like even that success of losing helps your case if you were already a bona fide all-time talent. Same thing with AI. People aren't going to same thing. Yeah, and that's the and that's the difference between those two situations and what Dame is going through because yeah, yeah, Allen Iverson. He didn't chase a championship when he left Philly. He left Philly after he got to one. Yeah. He's already validated etched in stone there. Chris Paul, even though he didn't win the chip, you're already etched in stone in the top five books. Allen Iverson, you're already etched in stone in the top 10 books, that stuff like that, whatever the case may be, wherever you want to put them. Damian Lillard, you're still climbing to get to that level as just a name. So why not go and try to find your way to a team where you can really showcase your talents in a way that people outside of your small market will, will appreciate? It doesn't make sense to me. So I really would love to see him leave. I don't think it's going to happen. Like, I I, I would love for it to, but if, if the trade deadline is coming up and he's not going... I would I, I would be reserved to think that he's going to finish his career as a Blazer, and that's going to be bad for us as fans, and I guess whatever for him as a as a uh, as a player. Because I'm not going to kill him for doing it his way, but it always is going to be a but. Yeah. For your career, so. I mean, speaking of but. Blake is really playing like ass. Stop, yo. No, 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 no. Like, they're really playing like you told me. You was the one telling me, no, yo, we got Russ. It's going to work. You know, they, you know, him and LeBron, he don't need the ball. They're going to figure it out. It's going to be up to Vogel. Vogel going to do this. Vogel going to do that. What's Vogel doing? Vogel. If I had to guess, Vogel is probably trying to find the best way to not tamper and go get Jason Kidd back. <laughs> because I'm I'm fed the fuck up. And I'm not even like, I'm not even, I'm not even lying because it's just like, it's like, bro, like I get it. Russ LeBron's kind of clunky. Two vets, y'all should be able to figure it out. Then you add in the inconsistent play of LeBron from just being healthy versus not being healthy. And, you know, the one real constant is Anthony Davis, and he's playing like Leslie Davis, and I'm really not. That's your guy. That's your guy. You. That is is your guy. AD is your guy. That is my and guy. I and I told you about him, and I told you, I told you that he was as soft as cookie butter, but you was telling me that he's good and he's elite, which he is at times. But that man, that light-skinned brother, 
your light-skinned counterpart, he may be a little fraudulent, and, and that championship might have gone a little too far up into that brow because he, 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 he ain't playing how he's supposed to. I'll tell you that much. Well, I'm more of a sensual caramel as opposed to... Yo. <laughs> but, like, this is what I'm saying, bro. It's like, I know... <laughs> Yo, get the... Yo. Sensual karma, my ass. I'm just saying, man. It's just like, I understand that you have kind of injury history. You know, I understand you're kind of slender. I understand you're kind of thin. But, like, I don't need you yelling and screaming, I'm fucking back when we beat the Thunder after we almost lost to the Thunder after already getting cracked by the Thunder. And the Thunder fucking stink. Okay? <laughs> and you compound that by playing the fucking... Grizzlies with no John Morant and no Dylan Brooks. They had Jerry Jackson Jr. And LeBron, I don't give a fuck. We have Anthony Davis, bruh. I'm not hearing that. That's almost as confusing as watching the defensive player of the year guard somebody not named Carl Anthony Towns when I watch the fucking Jazz play the Wolves. I got questions and I need answers, man. Because I'm watching people, I'm seeing people playing these games, and it's like, all right, the defensive player of the year is doing this. He ain't really doing what he's supposed to do. Anthony Davis is a top five player. He's not doing a thing that he's supposed to do. Russell Westbrook is this great basketball player. He's kind of doing what he's supposed to do. He's trying to get into a little bit of a rhythm. But it's also like, what the fuck are we doing out here? There's not one player in the starting lineup that's shooting 30% from three. LeBron's taking about 15 a game. Cool, I get it. Maybe we're watching the maturation of LeBron into the twilight of his career where he doesn't want to turn a corner anymore. He doesn't want to go to the lane anymore. He just wants to sit and shoot. Or maybe he's realizing, I'm not about to expend all this energy on this weak-ass lineup and roster because where's my shooters? LeBron James team has always had shooters. Even when he was in Miami and the third member of the big three was a big man. Hey, hello. We kind of have the same type of structure. We have a big man. Anthony Davis isn't Chris Bosh, apparently. Russell Westbrook isn't Dwayne Wade, for sure, assuredly. But however, we have the same type of dynamic within those players. And for me to look around the ancillary pieces, and I'm seeing fucking Avery Bradley shoot uncontested fast break jumpers and he's fucking hitting hitting Jerry West on the side of the backboard with the ball I'm through I mean a guy like West but but what about a guy like Wesley Matthews like why is he not shooting better from three I don't give a fuck about Wesley Matthews first of all I mean he's that's what he's there for like that's literally why he's there Wesley Matthews and you have the same Achilles I don't trust the man. All right. I don't need, I don't know why I was catching strays there. That was totally uncomfortable. I don't know why he's catching a wide open threes and shooting them and missing them any either. So what the fuck? Maybe you can get an answer for me. Because this we have a problem. We have problems, man. And like <laughs> if this ends up being one of those like down play, down years for the Lakers, people are going to say this is the worst Lakers team. Ever, this is the worst assortment of talent ever. This is the worst showing for LeBron James ever, all that shit. And it might be validated, it might be just. But if the season goes down a drain 
and Anthony Davis doesn't get the most flack for this situation, I am going to start a petition for him to do so. Because I just, I just don't know how to fit in the middle of the season without, I don't think there's going to be a coaching change. And I don't think that they're going to be able to find enough shooters to aid in what's going on. I don't think Trevor Reeves is going to fix it. Maybe Kendrick Nunn comes in and gives us something. But he's not playing until 2022. So I don't know what to do. I don't know who to call. You better call Ghostbusters. Maybe we should talk. Well, okay. So since you want to talk about calls, maybe we should pivot and talk about a situation that happened to me involving a call or not call. So I went home like a month ago and uh, I had saw my mom because I didn't see my mom's in a minute. Who else and have she, you not seen in a minute? Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's just we'll, we'll do it this way. Who else have you not seen in a minute when you went home? I haven't seen everybody in a minute, to be When's honest. When's the last time you went home prior to this? Uh, Probably prior to that was, shoot, I don't even know. Probably, shoot, I don't even know. I don't even know when. Maybe last the year? Yeah, maybe. Might have been. It was, more, it was more than three months. Yeah. We, okay. We can, we can solidify that more than three you months. haven't went home in three months. You haven't then in turn seen anybody in about three months. But we're just going to call it three months. It's probably really about eight or nine, but whatever. Keep going. So this was me going home for my surgery. So there was a lot going on. And uh tidbit there. Keep going. <laughs> so I see my mom and the first person you saw was your mother. Second person I saw was my mom. First person I saw was my dad. Who was the first person that you called? I didn't call anybody, to be honest. I didn't call anybody. So you just didn't got call anybody. Yeah, I'd be doing that. But so my mom told me to make sure that I called my grandma. And I was like, all right, I'm going to make sure I do it. But, you know, it's dealing with my foot, a lot of things going on, calling doctors. I'm not really in the right mindset. So, you know, slipped my mind. You know, I'm trying to deal with a lot mentally. Uh, you know, mental health is important. So, you know, I eventually get around to calling her and she was being, being petty. Her, her being who? My grandma. I, okay. I call my grandma. Your grandma. And like, okay. <laughs> and so she was being petty, though. She tried to act like she didn't know who I was. I'm like, all right, like, grandma, you drawn, like, all right, like, like, all right, like, 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 can we just have a conversation? And like, she's still like acting like she didn't know who I was. I'm like, all right, like, I just feel like this is unnecessary. Like, I'm calling you, I'm trying to call you and talk to you, and you're not like, you're not being responsive. And she want to keep doing. I'm like, grandma, for real, for real, like, I technically didn't have to even call you at all because, like, I'm going through all this and you being mean like for no reason like i don't even know why you're doing this and then she hang up on me so i'm like all right like now you now that now she just stepped over a line now she didn't go on over the line of disrespect she has now crossed over into blatant disrespect nigga i'm not talking to you 
And for me, I'm just like, you know what, Grandma? That's a lot. And I, I just feel like that was uncalled for because I ain't never bang on her. Not never, not ever. And so I just felt like there was no need for her to do that. <sighs> well, first of all, I'm surprised she was on the phone for you that long in the first place, seeing as you broke all rules and regulations of being raised and living while Black, first of all. Second of all, you are selfish, a selfish person. That's a selfish story. And you are lucky <laughs> that there are not more grandmothers who listen to podcasts because they would find a fucking address for you, pull up on you, and give you a stern talking to. For How is that selfish? You're disrespecting the art of the grandmother. I don't know how that's selfish, though. My, that's my. I don't you know. saying to her, "I didn't really have to call you." Um, yes, you did, nigga. You woke up today, right? <laughs> You're blinking. You're breathing. My, you but that was, okay. That was out of anger, though. That was out of anger. I'm not gonna lie. That was out of anger. Yeah. But she was being weird to me, though. Like, you why she being weird to me? Why you being weird to her? She got one hand on neck. One hand on back, burping you. She got one hand on fork, one hand on knife, feeding you. <laughs> she got one hand on wheel, one hand on gas, one hand on brake, making sure you getting to where the fuck you got to go as a little tight little baby Billy. And all of a sudden now, in your big age, <laughs> you got the audacity to come home after not being home for a while. And not even getting the courtesy of calling grandmom and saying, hey, I'm in town. That's the first person you should call because your folks should probably already know that you're coming home. And even if you're not trying to surprise them, the rules and regulations state in the books, you contact grandmother, given grandmother or grandfather is alive for sure. Because now you're telling grandmom, you ain't that important. I'll catch you when I catch you. But no. it's not even like that, though. Like, no, I was no, going through a lot mentally, though. I was going through a lot mentally, though. Let me ask you What about her mental? Okay, okay. So let me ask you something. You have a you have a woman in your life, right? Yeah. Has she met this grandmother? Yeah, she has. How many other women in your life, in your past life, have met your grandmother? <laughs> uh none actually she's not zero <laughs> are you a i get bitches type of nigga or was you a herb you already know how that goes i, I don't know anything right now <laughs> i don't know up from down i don't know cold from hot i don't know a thing from hot. i might have look i might have been mr bitches in the past life oh everyone take a look at mr bitches <laughs> <laughs> How many of them met your grandmother? How many of those fine young women met your grandmother? None of them. The same. <laughs> well, technically, only one of them. So one of them met, which means that you probably hold your grandmother's statements and thoughts and stuff from the family in high regard. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. The, sta the, the stamp of approval. Yeah. Huh. How many of those fine young women met your mother or your or, or your or your father? Only one. Only one. Mm -hmm. Do you think your family converses amongst themselves about the women in your life? 
Probably, yeah. <laughs> you think that the grandmother has the end all be all say or one of the most strongest says if in that, that conversation. Yeah, probably. But why the fuck would you not call that woman when you got home? Cause bro- blame her. It's not that I wasn't gonna call her. I did call her. I just you mean I it? Don't, it was I a lie. I don't know. Okay, if- so look, all right, so look, so all right, so but the thing is, I let it okay, so I let the shit linger because I was mad and I'm like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not calling her because she got to call me. But then, you know, I talked to my mom, talked to you about it. I saw my pride and I called her. And so when she called, she was in a good mood. She was in good spirits. She didn't even bring it up, but I felt obligated to bring it up because one, trying to be a better me. Two, felt like that was a whole purpose of me calling as well to clear the air. And black people, you know, we like to let shit linger. and we don't like to, you know, address situations and issues within our family. So I'm trying to be better, trying to be progressive. And so I brought it up. I'm like, Grandma, you know, I'm sorry. I should have called you. But, you know, there was a lot going on, stuff like that mentally. And, you know, it was also, you know, I mean, I felt a little disrespected for you to, you know, bang on me like that. I never bang on you. And she was like, you know what? Yeah, you know, I was... You know, it's okay. I just, I really felt bad, you know, after I did that, you know, I talked to your mom and I really realized that, you know, I really shouldn't have done that. I'm like, thank you, grandma. So, so like, she understood, like, it was good. We was on, ah, we was on the same page. Look, so it's like, you know. Look at the gullible, good. look at gullible Gary over here. <laughs> gullible Gary over here falling for the, the age old trick of the grandmother taking the high road. Huh. Huh. <laughs> the audacity of you. I just, I just, I, I just. We all good now. Me and grandma is good though. Should have never been bad. It's all your fault. If you call, none of this happens. I did call. No, you called late. You called late. That's like saying, that's like saying, that's like me waking up in need of some food. We roommates and you left already and I'm calling you like, yo, bro, where you at? I'm trying to get something to eat. And you don't call me for another day and say, oh, shit, my fault, bro. I wanted to tell you I got some food in the fridge for you. I don't want the food now. You're supposed to tell me I, you're supposed to tell me I, was, I had food when I was hungry. You're supposed to tell your grandmother when you, when you break the plane into Pennsylvania, specifically into not as Plymouth White Marsh. Yeah, watch your mouth, yeah. And you broke it. No, 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 no. You watch the phone, nigga. Watch the phone. <laughs> you ain't call who you were supposed to call. All right. I mean, I was, I mean, I called her, but I mean. Did you? I did take, I, I did, I did call her, but you know, I mean, I did take, you know. I was, look, I was going through a lot, man. I was in a situation I ain't never been before, so I get a pass. Oh, I'm going through a lot. Oh, my pussy hurt. My ankle hurt. My neck <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I have the wherewithal and the balls to get a surgery done that I need to get done. Unlike somebody else who keeps pushing off a surgery that he needs to get done because he's scared of a day. Well, I've already had multiple surgeries. One for two. You didn't have a choice in the matter. You were unfunctional as a human being in regular conversations and or functions without Eight. So I don't think they're the same thing. I, sir, can put my hands up and down. Left and right. <laughs> you cannot 
skip to my loo. You can't crip walk. You can't heel toe. You can't even do the two step eight town stomp right now. I can, I can, I can heel toe. I can heel toe. You ain't got no heel, my nigga. You got nothing but toes. Five I'm, of in them. I'm in shoes right now. Or put one shoe on. I mean, you damn sure couldn't wear those Kanye West boots that my guy had on last night with them nut ass ankles and, and, and tendons you got. Definitely couldn't. But they uh, was tripping last night, dog. My guy, yo. No, no, no I just want to know, like, did you see my guy? Because I'm old enough to remember when everyone oh told God, me like... Kanye don't got it no more. Kanye gone. New Kanye ass. Da, 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 da. We don't give a fuck about Kanye. We don't want to hear him go gospel all of a sudden. And then something struck me, man. That nigga, yay, had the Sunday service choir start off his little concert last night. And the first song he played was Jesus Walks. Mm -hmm. Ironically enough, technically the second single after Through the Wire, but really the one that really like kind of shook shit up. That video was crazy too. Everybody was talking about that vid. Like, yo, yeah, you really went into the church? <laughs> Burn that joint? Right. <laughs> he got two different versions of the same video for the same song? Facts. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that little tidbit. Maybe he on or something. Fast forward to now, and he out here in the fucking Coliseum with the fuck, he got a Jewish nigga in America singing a gospel song that he made and then told him hold on bro i gotta come back and continue to do my stuff so it's like wow wait I, I just thought that no one listened to donda and i thought that no one really i thought niggas canceled kanye and i'm seeing sell, sold out coliseum and it's like hold on now why he watched drake like that for a second i think kanye is so special dude i think it's just like he's the he's biggest one He's one of those generational people. Like sometimes there's just like I don't condone any of the bad shit that people do, but like Michael Jackson's even in that realm of like Michael Jackson's done a lot of fucked up shit, but like he's also an icon and one of the biggest human beings to ever live on the face of the earth. And sometimes you get to a point where you're like too big to fail as long as you don't do no super wild crazy <laughs> shit. Like yeah. You can you can supersede some of the bullshit that you may end up in. And like those two guys, granted, they've done a lot of fucked up shit, but like they've superseded all of it. Now, R. Kelly B. Can't, I don't know if yeah, like not everybody gets afforded like, same the same courtesy. Like R. Kelly is still R. Kelly did he did he's a legend, but he did too much wild shit for it to be like like. Like I literally was Forgive about it. to say, I literally was about to say, like your success and what you give to the world as an icon usually and almost always far outweighs the negative of what you gave the world. But that's not the same for R. Kelly. Like, nah. As much <laughs> as, as much beautiful music that he's made, the things that are negative in his life show through the music so it's kind of hard to kind of like disassociate the two because i'm a i'm one of those people who can dis disassociate x from y and still listen to z i can't necessarily do that 
with R. Kelly's music in a way that you could with Kanye's and all his shortcomings or Michael Jackson with all his shortcomings. Three people who, not for nothing, when they drop music, more times than not, people fucking stop what they're doing. Literally. Kanye is on, <laughs> Kanye's set list was nuts. Praise God. Jesus walks. All falls down. I'm going to read this to you. Gold digger, touch the sky, stronger, all of the lights. Do you remember how you felt the first time you heard that? Off the interlude, it's 19,000 people in that joint. Fergie's and Rihanna's and Elton John's and Madonna's. And then he doubled back black skinhead. Changed. Elton John's. I mean, you know, black skinhead off of the 808s album. I mean, um, off of Yeezus, I'm sorry. I knew what you meant. That album shifted music. I remember people debating me. Oh, this, this album is terrible. It doesn't sound finished. It doesn't sound this and that. Blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, we started getting, we're getting drill music and we're getting, you know, Chief Keefs and people changing drill up. And all of a sudden, it's like, damn, maybe Kanye did usher in yet another sound and sonic of music. Literally. All day, mercy, good life, flashing lights, say you will, I wonder. Find your love that he allowed, <laughs> that he performed, even though it's Drake's song. And, you know, I made and created and wrote that thing for you. You know, Runaway, the most classic piano drop ever. And then he dropped in the Can't Tell Me Nothing before going into his little second set of Hurricane, Father Stretch My Hand, Niggas in Paris, Bound to Come to Life, and then him and Drake finished with Forever. And it's just like, wow. It's like, I really think that was one of those things. It's like, let me remind y'all of what I do. Yeah, he always likes to do that, though. He always keeps himself in the forefront, bro. That's who Ye is. Biggest artist since Mike, man. When he does something, the visual. I mean, we, we can find out if you, if you, if you, you think about it and, and see if you can find me a list of people who might be comparable and or bigger since right. my, I guess we'll just leave that as TBD. Yeah, don't bring me Beyonce because he made that shit. But, <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Fuck this. Right in my